During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Channel. Nice. Hi guys, welcome back to Started with the Mouse Podcast. This is Kathy. And John, we might be sounding a little bit different here today on Started with the Mouse Podcast. <laughs> um, you have not heard us now in two weeks, and we do apologize for that. Um, we had a little bit of technical difficulties after our Dallas trip last weekend. Um, to make a long story short, basically we both got back. We were on a red eye from Dallas and we were traveling all day. Uh, very, very, uh, grouchy and grouchy and everything in between. And we, we tried recording. We didn't like what came out of it. We, we want to give you guys the best recordings possible. Um, we kind of got frustrated with each other because you know, we're a couple (laughs) and we get frustrated with each other. So got frustrated with one another. We said, all right, we're going to re-record. We tried re-recording, and then neither one of us was feeling it. And our cord isn't long enough. That I mean, it's, it's about a three-foot cord that goes if from that, yeah, yeah. the computer to our uh, USB outlet on the side of our soundboard. And uh, Kathy fell and tripped over it, and it ripped out of our soundboard. So we had to get a new soundboard, and it just came in yesterday, guys. So this and is it's why. fancy. It is fancy, and I really like it. <laughs> I'm liking the sound that I'm hearing. Yeah, it's a lot more. It sounds more crisp. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to. Um, so, yeah, uh, just to give you a brief overlook of what has happened in the last two weeks with us, we went to Dallas. and uh, we Went to the Disney store in Dallas. Yes, we had a great time in Dallas. Uh, it was a hockey trip, so we, we went to a Penns game. We had a lot of fun and a good experience. We did some... Uh, Touristy stuff. Touristy stuff. We went to uh, the Sixth Floor Museum, a Holocaust museum. We just we had a great time. Um, we did end up going to the Disney store, which it was phenomenal. It was the only store in that mall that I could afford. Yes, it was a huge mall. <laughs> I mean, Saint Laurent <laughs> was there, and Rolex and yeah, Tesla, just and everything. Um, the Disney store was amazing. Uh, what else did we? Oh, we went to a couple antique stores. Other yeah, we saw. Re- we've been trying to get more into the Disney antiquing. Yeah. And we thought maybe with going to Dallas that there'd be a little bit more stuff to find. Mm-hmm. But it ended up not much. Yeah, there, if anything there, at all. There, there wasn't much, but uh, we did see some Disney stuff down there. Um, I think that was pretty much it. Disney related in Dallas that you know we did. Um, trying to think of what else. Uh, yeah. I think we've got we've got a. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about this a little bit. We've got a little bit of a surprise at the end of the show, so you're gonna want to stick around for that one. Um, after the news. After the news. It'll be the last set of news that I do. 
yeah, it's a big Disney thing that's going on right now with Disney. So yeah. you guys are really going to enjoy this, we think. Yes, so. definitely. Um, so this week, well, it was supposed to be last week's episode, but this week we are going to bring you... Uh, one of my friends from work actually thought this episode up for us. Uh, she she told me a few weeks ago, she's like, why don't you guys do like a Disney Channel original movie uh, uh, episode? And I said, you know what? Let's roll with that. Uh, so we, we had a few ideas that John and I like launched around one another. But um, basically what we're going to do is we're just going to give our favorite uh, Disney Channel original movies. Um, we don't have, you know, a top five, a top ten, just our favorites in general. Um, I have some runner-ups, you know, so if... I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that my some of my runner-ups are going to be your favorites. So, I mean, we're going to... John's going to give his first, and we'll kind of bounce back and forth from one another and just talk about it and give the plot of some of them. Yeah, just um, in case. Um, some of them that I picked mm-hmm. uh, weren't on the actual Wikipedia site okay. for the Disney Channel original movies, but they were on Disney Channel. Okay. So I think it might have been like those ones that ABC made. Okay. They made them for Disney. Yeah, Yeah. right. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, like I said, we're going to, John will go first, give, you know, one of his top movies and we'll bounce back and forth. Uh, I'll give my runner-ups at the end. We're going to do a little bit of a brief synopsis of each movie in case you have not seen that movie. Um, And then we're going to get into a lot, a lot of news from the last two weeks because like I said last week, we didn't get to bring you an episode so i'll have two weeks worth of news for you folks and uh also don't forget the surprise at the very end yes and uh uh-uh. and before we go into it why don't we go ahead and give out the uh the instagram and everything like that real okay quick. um so our instagram tag is started with a mouse underscore podcast our gmail account is started with a mouse podcast at gmail.com and the biggest thing that we have going on right now guys is our facebook group um we cannot thank everybody enough who is in the facebook group and who is active and who's you know participating it's great we have awesome conversations every single day in there i just love like looking at my phone when i'm like done with work for the day and i see like this person commented and started with the mouse this person commented and started with the mouse and it just I, i almost feel like I know our Disney moon is kind of far away, but at the same time, it makes me feel like it's right around the corner. Right, yeah. Because I know we've been talking a lot about our Disney moon, and I believe with the next paycheck I do receive, I'm going to go ahead and put our deposit down, and then we'll tell you guys a little bit more about what we're going to be doing on our Disney moon as we get closer to it. So. Yeah, uh, but you definitely want to go on Facebook um, and just search in your Facebook, uh, started with a mouse podcast, and it's... I think it's a public group. We have a public we hope. group. I don't yeah. know. We had issues on Friday we trying to add a couple issues. people. Um, but, you know, if if you can't get into the group, you know, feel free to message us. Feel free to message John or I if you know our names. You know, if not, email us, contact us yeah, on Instagram, we'll, and we will get you into that group one way or another. Yeah, we'll find a way to make sure you get in there and you can uh, have your voice be heard. So Yeah, actually, John, uh, he added somebody because they were desperately wanting to get in the group, which uh, thank you, Joe, actually. A shout out to you for joining the group. Uh, I think you're our first West Coast yeah. fan, so a big shout out to you. And uh, all right, so with that being said, why don't we get into our favorite Disney Channel original movies? And John, you go first. Please. My first one is Brink. Brink. Okay, so let me let me before we even get into this, are we we're not doing it like from a descending order? Like we're not going no, from our no least years. favorite to our most no, favorite. No, 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 okay, no, just okay, good. Thrown out there. Okay, perfect. So um, uh, many of you probably remember the movie Brink, but we're gonna go ahead and break down the plot line here for everybody, just so if you didn't see it, you know what uh, what's in it. So yes, spoilers if you haven't seen Brink yet. <laughs> Andy Brink Brinker and his 
inline skating crew, Peter, Jordan, and Gabriella, who call themselves soul skaters, which means they skate for the fun of it and not for the money, clash with a group of sponsor skaters, Team X-Blade, led by Val, who, with whom they attend high school with in Southern California. On the first day of school, the soul skaters and Team X-Blade race on school grounds. Bomber, a skater for Team X-Blade, is seriously injured during the race while Brink and Val are caught and suspended. Brink learns that his family is in financial trouble, his father Ralph, who has been on disability for six months. Brink secretly goes against what he believes and joins Team X-Blades for $200 a week as a replacement for uh, Bomber. Ralph gets him a job at Pups and Suds, a dog grooming business part-time. This, however, is a job which leads Jordy, Gabriella, and Peter are aware of because Brink has told them that he's working there. For a while, he manages to keep his job in Team Exploits a secret from his family and friends by assuming different costumes. However, Jordan, Gabri Gabriella, and Peter discover the truth when they appear in the same skating park to skate. They catch him skating for Team Exploits to train for an upcoming local competition. Brinks, feels, Brinks friends feel he portrayed them and chose to ignore him upon discovering his alignment with Team Exploits. The Soul Skaters and Team X-Blade later agree to a downhill race with Gabriella against Brink. Okay. Well, that's actually one of my runner-ups. Um, I think I've only seen it, like, twice, though. I really... We, we have to get this fire stick working. Yeah, I think <laughs> we need we, we I miss so many of these movies. Like, just, just reading into them and listening to that plot. I mean, I really do miss Disney Channel original movies. I really enjoyed Brink as a kid. Um... That's the guy. The lead. What was his name? Did you say? His name Brink. His name. Okay, uh, his last name is Brink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. He was like the teenage heartthrob. Oh my god! Have you seen how pretty he is? His hair was that so Andy Brink Brinker. Oh well, my god! Does it say his real name? It doesn't say his real okay. name. Okay. He was like the teenage heartthrob. Like for me at least, because he had like that float. I had a thing for guy. I guess I still do. For guys Obviously, with long hair. have you seen my long hair? <laughs> John's growing out his hair for me. Um, but no, he had that like long, like shaggy happy wife, hair. Happy life. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't believe you right now. <laughs> no, but he had that like shaggy hair and he would just like twirl it. I, I don't can't know. do that. Yeah, not I'm yet. working. <laughs> it's not going anywhere, dear. <laughs> All right. Um, so this one might actually, I think this is actually my number one movie. I'm, I know we're not doing it in an order or anything, but I'm pretty sure like this one is my favorite. Okay. Um, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Zoom, 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 make my heart go boom, 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 boom. my supernova girl. <laughs> As you see, I watch it way too much. Yeah. Okay, so, the year is 2049, and Xenon Carr is a 13-year-old girl who lives with her family. Hold on, can, can we just talk about one quick thing here? What? We're 19 years from that movie. I know, right? <laughs> 19? No, 29, sorry. 29 years <laughs> away from that movie. No, we're, we're 20 years away. No, no, no. 30. We're 30 years. 30, yeah. I can't yeah. math hard. <laughs> we're 30 years away. Head head. Okay, anyway. The year is 2049, and Xenon Carr is a 13-year-old girl who lives with her family on an Earth-orbiting space station. After getting into trouble with the space station's commander, Edward Plank, Xenon's parents punish her by sending her to Earth to live with her Aunt Judy. On Earth, Xenon experiences trouble fitting with in with other kids who consider her name 
space station stories and slang to be weird. Likewise, Xenon considers the children at her school woefully out of touch with pop culture. Homesick, Xenon often communicates with her best friend on the space station, Nebula Wade, via a video phone tablet. Eventually, Xenon makes friends on Earth with two boys, Andrew and Greg, with whom she develops a relationship with Greg. Um, along with the kids, along the way, the kids learn to be more accepting of one another and look past first impressions. During her time on Earth, Xenon uncovers a plot masterminded by station bigwig Parker Winham to use a computer virus to crash the space station. When Xenon tries to warn her parents of the danger, Commander Plank, who sees all children as troublemakers, convinces Xenon's parents not to listen to her. Plank believes that her story is only a ploy to get back onto the space station to attend an upcoming concert by her, <laughs> I by her idol Protozoa and his pop rock group Microbe. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew and Man, Greg. some of these names in this movie. I want to know where they came up with them. Andrew and Greg join in to help Xenon find a way to save the people on the space station. Andrew creates a computer antivirus station, uh, antivirus, but Xenon must get to, wait, whoa. But Xenon must get Andrew's disc to the space station. Xenon goes to the launch yard, hoping to sneak onto a rocket to the space station. Protozoa, who is about to depart from the concert, recognizes Xenon from a Dance with Protozoa contest and has her and Aunt Judy join him on the launch to the station. Upon arrival, Commander Plank is shocked to see Xenon, but lets her stay when he becomes smitten with Aunt Judy. Plank still won't believe Xenon's story, especially when Winham accuses her of trying to sabotage the station. Xenon manages to load Andrew's antivirus program on the station's computers in time. Windham is arrested with his assistant Lutz while everyone else enjoys the microbe concert. I actually completely forgot that that whole plot. Really? Yeah, like <laughs> I I don't know what it was, but I completely forgot that like she got sent to Earth. I think you might be thinking of the second Xenon, the Z-Cool. Was what, three different Xenons? Yes. Because so. the Z-Cool, I don't believe that she went back to Earth, I think. Okay, because I remember one where, like, the space station was supposedly crashing or something, and Xenon saves it. I don't know. I think that was a Z-Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little confused with my movies there. No, but I, it, honestly, I think that movie, why it's, like, my top one, I guess, is because of that song. <laughs> it okay. was such a good song. <laughs> and it was just a different concept, you know. I, 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 I love that movie. All right. What's your next one, John? <laughs> My next one is called Genius. Uh, this was one maybe a lot of people don't uh, remember, but it was one of my favorites. Um, Charlie Boyle, a 13-year-old physics genius and hockey lover, enrolls in a Wisconsin college so he can work with Dr. Kirkstein, a scientist he admires. Mostly, Charlie is sick of being a geek, and he was treated like dirt because he was a genius. For years, Kirkstein has been studying gravity and attempt to defy it. Kirkstein's laboratory is located underneath the college hockey arena. Charlie has difficulty making friends with his college buddies and roommates. Charlie meets a, a teenage girl named Claire Addison, who attends a local high school to be, ne to be near Claire. Charlie tells her that he is a new student at her school, and that his name is Chaz Anthony. Charlie chooses to reinvent himself because he feels being a nerd does not guarantee him a girlfriend. Charlie enrolls at Claire's school as Chaz and takes on a bad boy image in a, to attempt to be cool and gain friends. To get closer to Claire, Chaz convinces her to tutor him. Claire is the daughter of 
Coach Addison, who coaches the college Northern Lights hockey team. Charlie realizes that he that living two lives can be difficult. Eventually, Charlie's double life is exposed at the ho college hockey playoffs when Claire's father identifies him as Charlie Boyle. Claire confronts Charlie, who admits the truth. Charlie realizes that he left the laboratory particle accelerator running. It overheats, cracking the ice and interrupting the game, which the Northern Lights were about to win. Having used advice Charlie gave them, Coach Addison's job is put into is put in jeopardy as a result of as a result and claire disgusted by charlie's action tells him she never wants to see him again and refuses to take his phone calls oh no oh no <laughs> love in paradise trouble <laughs> charlie announces over the pa system apologizing to claire and his best friends odie and dion refusing to forgive him having isolated a, a gravitation and figuring out how to use control of the movements <laughs> Of other objects, Charlie decides to use it to help the hockey team cheat and win against the other teams and its own cheating tactics. Charlie appeals to his friends for help. They refuse until after being called Chaz by Claire, he tells them he is Charlie, Bo Charlie Boyle and he cannot do it without them. Odie and Dion decide to help and finally Claire and his other junior high classmates follow. After creating a distraction with the help of the classmates to get microchips onto the three main enemy players, Charlie and Claire proceed to take control of them to prevent them from cheating. Dr. Kirkstein initially refuses to have anything to do with Charlie's decision to help to use science for cheating, but later steps in and to help and accidentally causes an electric surge that reverses the polarity of gravitation, causing Charlie, Claire, and Kirkstein, as well as the players that are connected to it, to defy gravity. The Northern Lights win, and Coach Addison's job is saved. Charlie and Claire kiss and start dating. Later, Charlie and his friends set up a friendly ice hockey game with Kirkstein joining. Hold on. But before they can start, the Northern Lights arrive with Charlie's college roommate and friend Mike, having learned that Charlie, what Charlie did for them for Claire's father, who Claire told. The Northern Lights ask for a game against Charlie and his friend. Charlie agrees, but on the condition that Kirkstein is on their team, to which they can reluctantly agree. I honestly don't remember this movie. Oh, I really just, don't. I, I remember this movie simply because of the one scene where it said that uh, like the ice like just exploded <laughs> and like how terrible that CGI would probably look now to me compared oh to what I gosh. thought and how awesome it probably I probably thought it was back then yeah. again why we need to get uh, the fire strike working so we can watch stuff <sighs> I like mean, this some of these movies we might not be able to find on there that's the sad part they're so literally known probably no I, I really think it might be I'm also looking forward to the Disney plus because of this like, I, I feel I, like they're all gonna be on there it has to be yeah um, yeah, I really don't have much to say about that one because I really don't remember it. It's fine. I probably saw it whenever it first came out, but I really don't remember it. Okay, that's fine. I just liked it because hockey. Okay. Um, so did I mention that Brink was one of my runner-ups? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so my next one is going to be Smart House. Um, the plot of this movie is after the death of his mother, 13-year-old Ben Cooper takes it upon himself to take care of the household. And he, his single father, Nick, and his little sister, Angie, are struggling to balance household chores, school, and work in Monroe County, New York. Ben enters a competition to win a smart house, which will take care of all their needs via computer. The family wins the house named Pat and move in and are introduced to its creator, Sarah Barnes. 
Nick and Sarah begin dating, which upsets Ben, who has not gotten over the death of his mother. Ben decides to reprogram Pat to serve as a maternal figure, and the computer uses its learning capabilities to emulate mothers from TV shows and films. Ben and Angie have a party while Nick and Sarah are on a date. With Pat's help, Ben wins over his crush, Gwen Petroni, and Pat gets rid of his bully for good. Nick arrives home before they can clean up, and although Pat helps them to cover up evidence of the party, Nick figures it out anyway when he finds Gwen's sweater. Pat's mother personality starts to become more and more strict and overbearing. Sarah shuts down the entire system and stays for dinner, but Pat brings herself back online and kicks Sarah out. Pat appears as a holographic housewife and locks the family in the house, believing that the outside world is too dangerous. Sarah manages to make contact with Ben and sneaks into the house, but she becomes trapped with the Cooper family. Ben is able to end the lockdown by telling Pat that she isn't real and will never be human. Pat finally unlocks the doors and windows, freeing them, and shuts herself down. Sarah is able to restore Pat's original personality, but Pat retains some mischievousness. Sarah and Nick start dating, and Nick spends more time with his family. Ben finally accepts Sarah after realizing she was never trying to replace his mother, and with Pat's help, is able to have time for friends and hobbies again. That was actually in my uh, top ten. Okay. So well, or not whatever top 10, our favorites. favorites. Yeah, our <laughs> favorites. Uh, that one was for me as well. That was a movie I remember as a kid thinking you know maybe houses are going to be like this one day and like i remember he was like oh hey pat can you make like a dozen cookies yeah, or yeah. something like the boop and the cookies popped up honestly i would be surprised if this hasn't become a house already you put a house with ipads in the walls <laughs> this movie terrified me yeah it scared me a little bit too because it's like with i mean technology and everything advancing the way that it is like i said i would be surprised if there isn't if there isn't a house like this already but to be trapped in it because of the person like could you imagine being trapped in this house with alexa alexa open the doors no <laughs> alexa i'm gonna break you across the back house <laughs> like, sorry alexa could you i, I, I don't know it, it honestly like now that i think it's it's terrifying it's actually terrifying yeah, it's kind of weird yeah. Um, all right, John, are you ready for your next one? Yes, I am. You took one of mine away. I'm so. sorry. <laughs> all right, I got to get back to where I was. Hold on. Not this one. This one. Okay. This one is probably another one Kathy will not know. Okay. It is called H-E Double Hockey Sticks. Goodness gracious. What? I'm just looking at the plot for the next one. <laughs> Do you see this? Have fun reading that, dear. Wow. Okay. All right. So go ahead. H-E okay. double hockey sticks. Now, this is one of the many movies where the Lawrence brothers yes. are featured. Oh, gosh. They were so cute. I always liked uh, the one that played, uh, oh, shoot. He played Eric in uh, the Boy, Boy Meets Boy World. Meets World yeah. yeah. Okay. Satan in the form of Miss Beezlebub <laughs> sends <laughs> apprentice demon Griffin, uh, Griffinkin, which is Freddie Lawrence, to earth surface to steal the soul of a young sh a hotshot young hockey player named De Dave Heinrich who is also uh, one of the Lawrence brothers who aspires to be the youngest man to ever win the Stanley Cup Dave and Griffelkin Griffelkin that's how you say it there we go <laughs> I remember this movie now reach a very special a very specially worded agreement where Dave's soul is forfeited in exchange for a Stanley Cup championship for the Delaware Demons a thinly veiled version of the New Jersey Devils. 
which is Dave's team at the time. The New Jersey Devils? Yeah. I did not it, realize that. Yeah. They, okay. they kind of picked off of the uh, New Jersey Devil a little bit on that one. Okay. <laughs> After the deal is done, however, Griff- Griffelkin, I'm, I'm still not going to get this right. Gryffindor! <laughs> also <laughs> arranges for Dave to be traded to the Annapolis Angels, the last place team in the league, allowing Griffelkin to fulfill his end of the bargain without actually allowing Dave to win the Stanley Cup himself. He later chooses to help Dave as revenge against Miss Beezlebum for her mean collapsible uh, chair trick and because of his reformation chooses to side with good. An angel named Gabriella, which is Gabriella Union, by the way. Yes, okay. Tells Griffelkin that Dave's soul can be saved if the angels win the Stanley Cup. Dave then realizes that the only way to save his soul is to become a true team player and help his new teammates improve enough to beat the Demons in the Stanley Cup Finals. The Demons lose the Stanley Cup, the Angels win it all, and the deal is off. Griffelkin decides to join Gabriella, giving up his position as a Demon to become an Angel, who tells him he has a few things he must do to earn his wings. Then Satan misses Beezlebup, enraged at her defeat, <laughs> and at Griffelkin for helping Dave win, madly goes into hell in a fit of rage. That movie, you have no idea how happy I was I when remember, that movie came out. I remember watching it. I just don't remember. Like, I didn't remember the plot until you said it. Um, because I don't swear in front of my mom. Like, my family, I, I don't curse H-E, in front of them. Sticks. So that's how I always said. Hell. Yes. I still don't even say it. I won't say it. I say H-E double hockey sticks. And I. it's because of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, you know, because like we've talked about it before in the podcast that we're both big hockey fans. Yes. This was one of those movies where Disney just made me happy because <laughs> I got to watch a hockey movie. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so this one, uh, it stuck with me. It stuck with me when I was younger and I just remember watching it all the time. Like, uh, Oh God, I got a feeling that a couple of these are going to be linked together and I'm not going to be able to get a couple of mine out. But No, no, you won't have this one, I promise. Okay. Um, this one is actually called The Color of Friendship. Okay, I remember this one. Do you remember it? Yeah. Okay, so bear with me because this is a very long plot line. Okay, it's a very long plot. Um, grab your popcorn, folks. Yeah, grab your popcorn. And your soda pops. Okay. I don't know what that just was in the chair, but that was highly hilarious. Okay. In 1977, Piper Dellums is a black girl who lives in Washington, D.C. with her father, Congressman Ron Dellums, an outspoken opponent of the South African... (laughs) Something... Apartheid? Apartheid. Okay. Um, And the uh, oppression of black South Africans. Her mother, Roscoe Dellums, and two younger twin brothers, Brandon and Eric, Piper, who has been taking an interest in the different nations of Africa, begs her parents to host an African exchange student. Meanwhile, in South South Africa, Marie Bach is a white South African who lives in a manor house with her parents and little brother. They comfortably benefit from the system of, again, I don't know this word, apartheid. (laughs) Apartheid. Without questioning its mortality. Morality. Sure. I can't speak today. Mari's English father, is hard. English is hard. Mari's father, Peter Buck, is a South African policeman who cannot hide his joy when Steve Biko, a black South African man fighting against apartheid. <laughs> that <laughs> word that Kathy can't say. Yeah, right. Has just been captured. 
They also have a black maid, Flora, whom Marie, in her racial blindness, considers her best friend, not realizing that Flora is not satisfied with her life under apartheid. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this word. I am great at English and I just don't know this word. I've never seen this word English in my life. hard. However, Mari's observation is not entirely wrong, as Flora is a kindly woman who is indeed friendly with the, bla- the Bach children, believing that the gentleness and persuasion work better than agitation. Flora tells Marie that when she was a little girl, she would observe the weaver bird, which has many different styles of plumage, and its communal nest building, which is used as a metaphor for the possibility of racial harmony that Marie does not understand at the time. Marie also asks her parents for permission to study in America, which is granted by her father, who believes she will either get homesick or realize that America is not paradise. However, Marie is slightly aware of some of the injustices of her society as a black busboy gets slugged for spilling a tray, which she finds revolting. Both Marie and Piper have misconstrued notions about each other's countries. Marie does not think that there are black politicians, only knowing that the patriarch of her host family is a congressman, Delums. And although Piper is expecting a South African exchange student, she does not realize there are white residents. Their assumptions are not corrected until Piper and her mother meet Marie at the airport and bring her home. Piper is bitterly disappointed. Marie reacts with horror, bordering on panic when confronted with this new situation, as does Ron. Piper goes to his office where he is meeting with several black congressmen and they all look surprised to see that he will be hosting a white South African. Once Marie gets back to the Dellums house, she locks herself in Piper's bedroom and refuses to come out. Eventually, Piper picks... (laughs) Peter Piper picks a peck of pickles. (laughs) Eventually, Piper picks the lock on the door to bring Marie some fries and a chocolate shake. Marie is... Oh, what a great way to come to America. <laughs> America. Here's some fries and a chocolate shake. Enjoy that. <laughs> Next we're going to show you ice cream. Here's obesity. <laughs> okay. Marie is standoffish and Piper, upset by her attitude, tells Marie how disappointed she is in her. Stunned by this, Marie shows how rude she's been and agrees to stay and try to make this work. Roscoe tries to play peacemaker, chalking up Marie's reaction to misunderstanding and culture shock, while telling Ron and Piper they have been judgmental as well. Everyone, everyone tries to make this work out. This is a long plot. I'm telling you this right now. <coughs> During Marie's stay, she and the Dellums family grow close. Marie sees people of different races getting along and realizes how much she and Piper have in common. The two become good friends, and Marie also begins to see her host family as individuals and learns to live among them day to day. Gradually, she develops a better understanding of what life under <laughs> apartheid <laughs> under the sea must be like for black South Africans. When Steve Biko dies under suspicious circumstances in the custody of South African police, there are mass protests around the world, including at the South African Embassy in Washington, D.C. In the wake of these protests, South African Embassy diplomats arrive at the Dellums house and take Marie to the embassy, intending to send her back to South Africa. In response, Ron goes to the South African embassy. After he threatens to tell the press that the embassy kidnapped Marie from her host family, the embassy releases Marie. Marie returns to the Dellums without fully understanding what happened to her and why. When Marie returns to the Dellums house, she makes a cold offhand comment about Biko's death. Outraged, Piper shouts at her for being blind to the racial struggle happening in South Africa. 
Kurt and Marie run from the house. At first, it seems that their friendship is over, but soon, Ron steps in to bridge the gap between the girls. He tells Marie that the United States had a long, hard history of trying to overcome problems, which is what South Africa is doing now, and she finally fully grasps what the liberation fighters in South Africa stand for. She and Piper reconcile. Soon, Marie leaves the United States, now a very different person. When she returns home, the first person she greets is Florida. Secretly, Marie shows her an ANC flag sewn into her, inside her coat, signifying her decision to side with the Black Liberation Movement. Flora is touched and pleased. An epilogue-like scene at the end of the movie shows Marie with the Dellums at an African Pride event back in Af- America. Ron Dellums delivers a speech that includes the Weaver Bird story as told to him by a new friend from South Africa. Aww. Friendship <laughs> overcomes everything. I just... I, I remember this one. I really do. I like that movie because this came out... Let me see here. This came out in 2000. And I think still to this day, we deal with racism, obviously. obviously yeah. And I think it's it's a rock and a hard place for a lot of people. Because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to acknowledge that it's still an issue today, you know? And I just think that Disney portrayed this in the best way possible. Like, it's not okay, you know? And... I, I agree with you 100%. I, I remember watching this movie as a kid. I mean, obviously... It was hard to watch. Yeah, it was... Um, if I remember correctly, you know, you don't really realize what you're watching right, right. when you're that young. But at the same time, I think Disney does a good job of, you know, kind of portraying exactly what racism was. And you didn't really know it at the same time, but you were kind of being taught to be able to treat, you know, people of different colors, of different races, all yeah. the same. I mean, I work in a different... I work in an environment where I see different customers, different, you know, colors, Ethnic different yes. everything. And I don't treat them any differently than I treat my, than anybody else. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I think Disney probably got a lot of backlash, backlash for this one as well. Um, because, again, I don't think everybody is comfortable with race um, in America or Everybody's anywhere. Everybody's stinky and pink on the inside. <laughs> Uh, but no, this one is one that just really stuck with me from day one. So, Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. All right, want to go on to the next one? Sure. So we're going to go from a uh, really uh, emotional movie to uh, one that I don't think... I think you might remember this one, but okay. we'll see. My next one is The Phantom of the Megaplex. Oh, dang it. That's on my uh, runner-ups. Okay. <laughs> you go ahead and cross that one off because yeah. I'm about to read the plot here. Okay, good. 17-year-old Pete Riley works as an assistant manager at the local 26-screen Grand Megaplex. Have you ever seen a movie theater with 26 screens? Sorry um, to get off on a tangent here. The most I've ever seen is like 10. Um, really? Oh, wait. The one we went, it was like 14, 15 at the marquee. Well, the one that we just went to, the one side goes from 1 to 10, so... No, it's 1 to 7 on the one side because the end of the theater was 7. Uh, okay. One to eight, I think it was. But no, I think the ones in Pittsburgh actually do have the bigger cinemas where there's okay. like I, I just more than 20. I just, yeah. I've never really heard of them before. Yeah. A job that he loves and spends a majority of his life at. Rumor has it that the Megaplex is haunted by a phantom. Yes. The phantom's revenge. <laughs> Someone who is who was trapped inside the old theater that was demolished to build the current Megaplex. Pete's senior manager, Sean McGibbon, the other employees, and an elderly member of the family who was once owned the original theater known as Movie Manson played Movie Mason played by Mickey Rooney who loves movies and thinks he works at the Megaplex are working to prepare the theater for the star-studded premiere of the new Hollywood 
Blockbuster, Midnight Mayhem. <laughs> Wolfgang Niedermeyer, the owner of the Megaplex, is to be among the guests. To Pete's disappointment, he is forced to bring along his younger siblings, 13-year-old Karen and 12-year-old Brian, to the theater while their widowed mother goes out on a date with her boyfriend, George. Pete dumps his siblings in a movie, which Karen ditches to see a horror movie with her friends, so he can focus on setting up for the premiere. But problems begin to pop up. Oh, no. All through the Megaplex. Oh, boy. The other movies begin to suffer mishaps, which Karen and Brian realize are all related to the titles of the film being shown. For example, a theater showing a movie called Cyclone Summer has a giant fan move in front of the screen, which blows everyone out of their seats. Pete, Karen, and Brian work together and discover that the rumored phantom is being is behind these acts of sabotage. Through online spoilers, Brian and Karen are able to learn the movie's plots, and Pete is able to stop the Phantom from sabotaging the premiere. The Phantom is revealed to be Sean, who Niedermeyer immediately fires. However, Sean explodes with anger as he did all this so Niedermeyer would finally notice him and get his name right, since he never did. Sean is then offered partnership by the producer of Midnight Mayhem to make a movie based on his exploits, Phantom of the Megaplex, the Sean McKibben Niedermeyer offers Pete the job of senior manager at the Megaplex, something Pete has always wanted. Through Pete tells Niedermeyer that he'd be honored. He turns down the job. Inspired by Karen and Brian from their help exposing Sean as the Phantom, Pete realizes the importance of his childhood and doesn't want to waste it anymore. Asking for the rest of the night off, Niedermeyer complies, giving Pete money to treat his girlfriend to a nice breakfast after the film. Who the heck is letting their kid out at midnight? going out to breakfast afterwards. 17 years old? Terrible parenting. Okay, so just a little head... Go ahead, just keep going. Okay, sorry. George uh, proposes to Julie as uh, suggested by Brian, who said a three-star ending was needed to wrap things up. As everyone enters the theater, Movie Mason explains to Brian that he has never once believed in the Phantom of the Megaplex. However, the werewolf of the Megaplex is another story. Both entering the theater as an employee knows from her horrifying tales. Scary Terry closes the door as a howl sounds in the night. Okay, are you done? I'm done. Okay, good lord. So you made that <laughs> noise, and I can only hear you in my left ear. <laughs> it scared the bejeepers out of me. The bejeepers? The bejeepers. Jeepers, Jeepers. creepers. <laughs> um, no, but the Phantom of the Megplex, like I said, that was on my runner-up. Let me tell you a little story. Kathy had a recurring dream when she was a child. Actually, it was a nightmare because of this movie. This and movie scared me for the Phantom of the Opera because I thought it was like the same thing. No, no. Listen, listen. You're going to want to hear this. Kathy had a recurring dream. What? Do you know what year this came out? Research that really quick. Okay. What year this came out? Because up until last week, I did not know why I had this recurring dream. And then I read the plot. It came out in 2000. Yes. November 10th, 2000. Yes. Okay. I had this recurring dream when I was a child. And last week when we did this research on this episode and I read the plot for this, I was like, holy guacamole. Holy guacamole and chips. This is where it came from. This is why I had this recurring dream from this movie. And I just now figured that out. I'm glad I was able to help. You weren't. I did. 
the plot from last week. I'm telling you. Whoops. Yeah, I know. And I always told my mom about this recurring dream. I can't, I just, I can't believe it. Holy guacamole. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with my next one. Because this one is uh, not a long plot, so that's a good one. Oh, yay. This one was probably one of my favorites. Uh, Well, it's probably in my top three, I would say. Uh, It's called Quince. Do you remember seeing the movie Quince? Yeah, what? Yeah, it was about the mom that had what was like eight kids, five. Oh, quintuplets is five. I don't know how to count or no numbers or <laughs> two plus two equals fish. Twins, triplets, quadruplets, quince. I don't know what six is. Sextuplets, and then I don't know anything else from that. Could you imagine having five kids at once? Um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just commit myself at that point. <laughs> Check myself in. <laughs> to the nearest insane asylum. Anywho, alright. 14-year-old Jamie Grover is an only child who resents the constant attention her parents give her. Her wish for less attention is finally granted when her mother becomes pregnant. However, her mother give, gives birth to quintuplets and Jamie's life changes dramatically and she begins to resent her new siblings. She also discovers she might not want the same things for herself that her parents want for her. Because of the demands of having five babies in the house, her parents focus all their attention on the quints. Adam, Becky, Charlie, Debbie, and Eddie. Jamie's parents hire a babysitter named Fiona to help take care of the quints, although she later resigns due to exhaustion. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Um, To help cover costs, Jamie's parents agree to let their babies star in a diaper commercial. Albert, a representative for the diaper company, works with Jamie's parents to devise ways to keep the quints popular. Jamie reluctantly joins her school's art class, taught by Mr. Blackmer, and discovers that she enjoys it. When Adam becomes ill, Jamie discovers that she really does not mind the babies and that she does have and she does have the courage to let her parents know she has dreams of her own. Adam succumbs to the illness, and Jamie's parents fire Albert after he suggests replacing Adam with a lookalike baby for an upcoming event. Jamie becomes upset with her parents forget when her parents forget about her art being displayed in the school's art show. They attend a dinner with the governor instead, but visit the school later after remembering the art show. Throughout the movie, Jamie attempts to fool the audience. She addresses the audience, makes an absurd statement, then usually laughs and says that it is untrue. She explains this by stating that she is just making sure that people are paying attention. Yeah, I definitely remember uh, that movie from our uh, childhoods. Uh, isn't the girl that plays in yes. Quince the girl Marnie? Marnie. In one of the other movies. That annoying girl. <laughs> I just wish she was not a Disney star. Like I, I don't I do not like her. I know her you name's don't. Kimberly Brown and I do not like her. Alright. She so, no. She she was in Halloween Town and I can't. I, I, my favorite her. character from Halloween Town, which I know you're gonna talk about here yeah. a little bit later. Um is the grandma. I know. I just Marnie and just her I, it she, it, <laughs> Let me, let, me, let, let me get my platform for like oh five God. seconds. Every she it's was, the Muppet platform, <laughs> yeah. except Kathy. She is a Disney Channel star, like in uh, several movies. I mean, those are just two, but I, I think I actually have another one that she's into. She, every character that she plays is annoying. Like, that's just her character. I think that's why they cast her in these movies is the first line is like, this character is annoying. Let's get Kimberly Brown. 
I'm watching your levels right now on the computer, and I'm just thoroughly enjoying watching you. Why are they going once. up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I do not like her at all. It's basically me. Anytime you bring up the Muppets. <laughs> I just can't stand her. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I just have one more thing to say before, you know, we wrap it up. Um, because we are going to do a two-part episode yeah. with this. We just tomorrow. Kinda, we t- just kind of decided on that. Tomorrow we will drop the second half of our um favorite disney channel original movies uh we don't want this to continue on you know and go on for a three-hour episode because that's what it's looking like right now yeah because we're at about (laughs) 45 minutes and uh we're only halfway through yeah we we still have the news i just want to say something um in regards to the disney channel original movies i feel that disney channel original movies was like lifetime for kids yeah a little bit because um, it was like every month there for a while, there was like a brand new yes. Disney Channel original movie. So whenever John and I actually talked about this episode, the original idea was that we were going to talk about every single Disney Channel original movie. And that would have taken four episodes. We may do it in the future. Maybe. Maybe we will do an episode with A's and B's. and Or, or we could do it by year. I don't know. Basically, our plan was that John was going to get letters A through M. And I was going to get letters N through Z. And it breaks it down from the first year that it started, which was 1997, was the first Disney Channel original movie that was released in 1997. Up until 2011, there were so many releases. Oh, my God. And now, and now they're starting to do them again. Well, it's not. No. Not as much as it was, though. After 2011, they weren't as frequent and they weren't as good. I mean... We were spoiled as children because we got these great movies and we just talked about a few of them, you know. The ones that we talked about were way prior to 2010, I believe. Yeah, I think everyone we talked about was in the early 2000s. Yes, some even in the late 90s. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I said, I think it was a lifetime for kids kind of thing going on there. And after 2011, the movies just weren't as frequent and just went downhill, I think, you know. So I, I feel spoiled as a child. I, really I mean, I, I really do feel spoiled. Like you said, um, we grew up on Boy Meets World. Yes. Shows like that. Um, I just feel like shows that had a deeper meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Than what they have today. I just feel like today most kids don't get the uh, kind of education, I guess, that we got. So. All right. We've got a lot of news, folks. Well, I'm just I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the news from last week. All right, so you ready to get into the news? Yes. All right, so we have a lot, a lot of news because we did not record last weekend. So. This is all of the news coming out of Disney everything in the last two weeks. So bear with us, folks. Yeah, this is going to be a fun ride. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. Okay. And don't worry, at the end of this, there's a special surprise. You will thank us, I promise. Okay, there is a new spot at Disney Springs for Love Pop. It's a pop-up greeting card kiosks, and it's in the landing area near Paddlefish. Basically, it's just like a greeting card Disneyfied. Um... There is a new Heart of Taifiti Lime Dole Whip Cone. It's at the Polynesian Resort. That looked awesome, by the way. I know. It's at the Pineapple Lanai, and it's $5.29. I don't know that the flower is edible, though, so don't try and eat it, Don't try and eat it unless you ask. (laughs) Um, Let me see here. Okay, Lego released a new Steamboat Willie idea, which will go (laughs) on sale this uh, May 1st. I can't whistle, or I was going to try to do the theme for you there, but I can't whistle. 
I can't do it. <laughs> I can whistle, but I can't do it. <laughs> okay, so August 29th, the Play Disney Parks app turns into your own data pad when you arrive in Bay 2 uh, for Galaxy's Edge. Oh, boy. It's going to be like oh a boy. fun experience for the Play Disney Parks app. So not only are you going to get to experience Galaxy's Edge, you're also going to be able to play on the Disney Parks app, which is awesome i'm gonna be honest on our disney moon we probably will go through galaxy's edge just for everybody but we're gonna avoid that park as much as possible uh, well, we're, we're gonna be at disney during the week so i think we should be okay four hour ride wait <laughs> later we'll figure it out please just let us get our fast passes in okay so um this again is older news but within the last two weeks the walk around the world bricks are now on sale at walt disney world um, they will be available until August 31st. You cannot actually take them home, but the sponsors who bought them, you can, uh, there is a way to take home a commemorative version of it. So you can't actually so take it's home. it's not like the real one that was it's sitting in there? It's not the brick. No, okay. it's not the actual okay. brick that you like stepped on. It's just a commemorative version of it. Um, but that is going on until August 31st. So basically what you're saying is, is if you, if they ever come out with this again, don't do it because you're, it's not going to be there for as long as they say. But, like, I can't just go buy one. It's yeah, the sponsors true. who pay, paid for it. Like, they can buy them. Did I just... They can pay them? They buy can pay them. them? Did I say bay Oregon? or buy? Oregon. Oregon? Okay. Oregon. There's a new Irish cream brownie and bourbon vanilla bean truffle from Haagen-Dazs. Uh, Spirits collection now at Disney Springs. I'm just going to tell you folks now, when we come back from our Disney moon, I might look like I weigh 40 pounds more. I'm going to look like the girl who turned into a blueberry from Willy Wonka. Oh, the wheel you onto the plane yes. at MCO. Oompa, loompa. Um, <laughs> so over spring break, a girlfriend posted on Facebook that she needed help finding her missing boyfriend. <laughs> Did you see this? No. It was fun. It was like supposed to be funny. Oh, okay. It was actually really funny. Um sprinkles oh god oh, well oh guys oh, oh, oh. we got to experience sprinkles but it was in dallas and same difference it's amazing so for those of you who don't know sprinkles is an is a cupcake atm which is awesome you basically just swipe your card and it gives you it gives goodies. you cupcakes <laughs> yeah they also have ice cream we didn't get to try the ice cream um that obviously does not come out atm form <laughs> like you have to go into <laughs> the store <laughs> um but no it was it was delicious um, my favorite was the chocolate chip cookie that was soft that still came out of that little <laughs> atm yeah you can you it's not just um cupcakes it's like sweet treats um so sprinkles actually released we did not see this in dallas though a flaming hot cheeto cupcake i feel like if we would have went inside we might have saw it actually it's not available yet okay uh, is it? It says it says it's available from April 18th to April 24th. So, but AJ did a review on it, so I'm not really sure why. Maybe they like let her do a little yeah, preview. Might be a preview. It's a fluffy vanilla cake stuffed with flaming hot Cheetos, stuffed with creamy white cheddar frost, um, and dusted with the actual Cheetos. Personally, this sounds disgusting to me. I love Cheetos, but mixing it in cape cupcake form is not okay. Yeah, I'm not going to be a big fan of that one, I don't think. <laughs> um, oh, how about the new trailer for Toy Story 4 that was released? Did Is you watch it? Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I was going to say. Um, again, that was a couple weeks ago that this came out now. The spork is going to be different. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, Hollywood Studios added their fun new signs to their parking lot. So look for those if you're vi visiting. 
in the next coming weeks, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see them. Um, oh, yeah. The Disney Villains ColourPop collection is coming soon. <laughs> this is another way Disney's going to get their money. Oh, God. You can't just buy one. Wait, one pop? It's a color pop. Oh, it's, it's, okay. a, it's a makeup um, collection. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant like it was like a, pop a pop character. character. No, no, no. I got no. confused. Um, it's around $200. Holy guacamole. <laughs> Um, it's actually, that's actually not a bad deal for what they're offering, honestly. Are you getting every single color of every single villain? (laughs) 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 When you see it on a sign. Yeah. Um, my friend from work, Brittany and I, we actually kind of reviewed this together at work like two weeks ago now. Um, she's very into makeup and I'm really not (laughs) very minuscule when it comes to makeup. And she was saying that you do get a lot of bang for your buck. But you look so beautiful, even without your makeup. You don't need it. Why are you kissing my butt? Because I want to, and I just want to tell you I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> she looks so beautiful right now, guys. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, the Land Pavilion at Epcot is getting a feature film called Awesome Planet, and it's about the third. It's it's a film about the third rock from the sun. Can I talk about what what I'm excited for? The Penguin movie. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited Who for this. Who is voicing that? The guy from The Hangover. What's his name? Ed Helms? Is that his name? I thought it was... Morgan Freeman? No, it's Ed Helms. Okay, you might be right. Because I remember I you were like worried about it. it. Go okay. ahead. I'll tell you. Storybook Circus at Magic Kingdom is closing early nights in March. Um, the 28th. Wait. March 20. Okay, that passed already. Never mind, folks. Don't even listen to me. Uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch coming back to Animal Kingdom. It will reopen this summer. Who's excited? Because I've never been to Rafiki's Planet Watch. I was gonna say I don't think we've ever been there. No, I'm 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 excited though because I've heard great things about it. So. Okay, so far I've just found the trailer. Hold on, give me time. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, guess what, babe? You're gonna be very excited about this. Okay. The new Hollywood Studios bus loop is now open. You're actually right. Ed Helms is the narrator. Yes, I'm. So, oh my God, put ten up on the board for Kathy. Yeah, that's a good job. <laughs> and I seriously can't wait for this. I'm sorry, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but this Penguin movie looks awesome. April seventeenth, we will be doing a review. Yes. <laughs> spoiler alert! We'll be doing a review of the Penguins. Okay. Anyway. And spoiler alert! We're gonna uh, be doing a. Uh. Uh-uh. Another movie coming up here soon. Why why do you have to do things? Don't I'm say right, an- Don't say another word. Okay. Um, John, but you're gonna be very excited about this. Did you hear what I said? The new Hollywood studio the Hollywood studios, the bus loop that we had to take forever, like that mile walk around. That was insanity. It's open. It's open. Thank you, Jesus. I, I had to walk a mile. Okay, there's also a new Marvel Heroes makeup collection from Sephora. But hold your phones. It's only in China and Southeast Asia right now as John holds his phone. (laughs) Um, There was a tripped fire alarm at Animal Kingdom uh, last Wednesday. It evacuated Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey, but that was just false alarm. Um, Dinosaur will be closing. Dinosaur the Ride at Animal Kingdom will be closing one hour prior to park closing, and that started today. Why? March 31st. Is there a reason? This is not an April Fool's joke, as tomorrow is April Fool's. <laughs> the Briar Rose collection is now set to hit Disney Parks tomorrow. Did anybody else notice she didn't even come close to answering my question? What? I said, is there a reason why it's closing an hour early? Because that's like one assume- of my favorite rides. I'm assuming for refurbishments. It's just an hour early from 
it's not closing like indefinitely. It's just I know, but closing an hour earlier than the park. So that scares me because the seasonal. They go to seasonal. I love that rhyme. It's not going to go to seasonal. Anyway, um, Aunt Polly's is remaining open until April 28th. Is that the restaurant Tom on Sawyer Island. Island? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, sunshine. I got a pocket full of sunshine. <laughs> the Sunshine Seasons menu in uh, the Land Pavilion at Epcot has big changes coming. Uh, we have not seen the new menu, so just look forward to it. <laughs> Whenever we do get the menu, I will, you know, Let give you, you a little tidbit. Um, there is a new musical outside of the Canada Pavilion. It's the band Surratt returning. I heard a lot of good things about them from a couple of different podcasts now. Yeah, because they they were there before. I'm not sure of the dates that they've been there, um, but they are coming back beginning April 17th. The moat near Cindy's Castle was drained in preparation for construction. Cinderella's Castle. Okay, thank you. I said Cindy, sorry. Like I really we're, got confused. I'm, I'm going through princesses. I'm like, who the heck is Cindy? We're personal friends here. We're on first oh, name oh, basis. Oh, first Cindy. name basis? Cindy, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> so I'm actually leaving John. We're not going to be together anymore. I am moving to the UK because a family is looking for a nanny to dress up as a princess, a Disney princess, for $53,000 a year. We're just going to work on a long-distance relationship. <laughs> I mean, come on. Could you imagine just, like, dressing up as a Disney princess and making $53,000 a year? You don't have to pay for, like, anything. Like, you live in their house. No? Okay. I just bought our plane ticket. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel hit $800 million in the global box office. Uh, that was last weekend, though. It probably hit a billion by now. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure of that number. Misner's Lounge at the Grand Floridian is closing for refurbishment starting at the beginning of April. And I'm kind of upset about this one, but hear me out. Um, I've never been to this Misner's Lounge. But there are rumors that, where is it? I I wrote it down for today's news. Oh, goodness. That it could be a Beauty and the Beast themed bar. Oh, boy. Kathy would lose her mind. No, I'm actually not excited about that. Really? Yeah, I just, I I, I think Beauty and the Beast is construed enough. What, ab- what, ab- what about if they had like a Gaston's Tavern? They already type. do. I, I, but I'm saying like instead of, you know, they're not serving alcohol at the tavern. But what if they went into something like that? Would you like that? No. Okay. Just want, just no, I think questions. if you're going to do something, you need to do something that's not construed in the parks. Honestly. Um, I'm not sure what it would be. I have no thoughts on that right now. But I just, as far as like Gaston, like they could make Gaston's Tavern like a pub and just add alcohol to that. Because alcohol is being Gaston. Gaston. Uh, I mean Gaston. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol is being like put into the parks. Put into the parks. Yeah. So it's like if you're gonna close this lounge, like don't make it the Beauty and the Beast. I, I, that's just my personal opinion. Um. Oh, <laughs> ready for this one? There are no rooms available at Disneyland's Resort the night prior to the grand opening of Galaxy's Edge. They are sold out. Oh, I guarantee it'll be the same at Disney World. Give it time. Can you? I just That's insane. That's insanity to me. None. You know what I'm really excited None. for? What? Our favorite time of year is about to come around. Tickets are probably going to go on sale soon for very Mickey's Very Merry. I, I like the um, boo to you. I, I understand I, I, that. I like the... 
you have to see that book. I'm excited to see the Hocus Pocus show. Okay. And right, let's move on. <laughs> As we dump um, another $6,000 into the honeymoon. Yeah, right. Um, construction to the AMC Theater in Disney Springs um, has begun. It's being um, refurbished at, in the kitchen, um, individual theaters, bathrooms, and concession areas, but it will remain open. Um, also spotted the Pretty Little Liars, the Perfectionist. They celebrated at Walt Disney World mm-hmm. for any of you Pretty Little Liars fans. And Kathy's I know one. I am. I am. Um, that was on ABC, but as we know, Disney. Uh, now owns it. Now owns it. So. They own everything. Yeah. So the stars of the um, Pretty Little Liars spinoff, The Perfectionist, like I said, they celebrate at Walt Disney World. Um, Oh, 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 Disney Springs Sprinkles. They have a new ice cream flavor. It's called Banana Chocolate Chip Ice Cream. I'm not a big fan of banana flavored, but I know several people that would be very interested in this. I don't like banana flavored anything. Thank you, protein shakes. Um, there is a new Cars Piston Cup Sipper now available in the Disney California Adventure Park. It actually looks really cool. Okay, what else do I got for you? Oh, there was a Walt Disney guest that sued for $15,000 because the people mover. Because, like, they had an accident on the people mover. I'm not exactly sure of the details of this one, but if (laughs) for some, like... Okay, whenever you get on the people mover, you know how they said to be careful? Basically, Bec- when they told me not to take my cupcake? No, no, no. When it, like there's that moving platform to get onto, I feel like that's probably why they sued them. Because they weren't careful enough. It's not but, that hard of a system. Yeah. It walks on that would sit. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. There's a new job that is willing to pay you $1,000 to watch Marvel, Marvel movies. But there's... Like, probably already a million applications. You basically just have to be on your phone while you're doing it, is my understanding of it. This is... Okay, we... I'm telling you this. Once we move to Florida, we are going out to California to go to Disneyland. Okay. For this reason and this reason only. The Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind will be opening at Pixar Pier this year. I was going to say, don't they have something for Bing Bong already? Yeah, they have a, a little like sweet bing treat bong, shop. Bing Bong, Bing Bong, with your friend, Bing Bong, Bing Bong. It's, it's like a treat shop. But it pays tribute to Riley's favorite emotions, and it allows guests to board a memory orb for a trip around the headquarters. I want to go to this one. Okay. Inside Out has become one of my favorite movies because of you. You're welcome. <laughs> I love that movie. Um... Oh, yeah, here we go. Disneyland is testing mobile-only ordering for Dole Whips for a brief time. Oh, boy. That's <laughs> probably going to upset some folks. That's genius. It I is. I just want a Dole Whip, so I'm just going to head in line. Anyway, all right. Um, Wine Bar George will now serve brunch in Disney Springs. Is that the one? Okay, that's the one we saw right next to the boathouse, right? I think so. I don't remember it, honestly. I really don't remember. Okay, it. that's fine. Um, let's see here. There. Oh, we we did spot these cute Easter plushies. Um, we found those at the Dallas Disney Store, but they are in every Disney store that I have seen. I got my I, own plushie. We actually just saw. We went to another Disney store near us yesterday, and they were there as well. So if you have a Disney yeah. store near you, or are in Disney World or Disneyland, um, they have these cute little plushies of Mickey and Minnie in like a little egg. That's really Aww. cute. Okay. Paper straws were spotted at the Disney Starbucks. 
so it looks like they're implementing um, something to be a little bit more environmentally friendly. Um, Briar Rose Gold Treats arrived at uh, Magic Kingdom's Main Street Confectionery. There were caramel apples, cake pops, and more. Um, there was a new pastry at Animal Kingdom spotted. It's a chocolate Danish twist decorated with white chocolate stripes on them. It honestly looks like a zebra. It's really cute. Well, it's good, Sounds too. good. Yeah. Um, oh, there was a new... The new lollipop mini ears were lollipop, spotted in Disney World. Lollipop. Oh, Bada boom boom. <laughs> we get so sidetracked sometimes, squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> okay. Um, there are new hours for Trader Sam's and Tiki Terrace at the Polynesian. I can't wait to go there. Um, for the Tiki Terrace, it will now open at 3 p.m. and remain. Oh, and it'll close at 11 p.m. And then for Trader Sam's, they will now close at midnight. Okay. Last bit of news here. Almost there, folks. Almost there. We're almost to the big surprise. <laughs> there was a new map park design debuted at Hollywood Studios today. Um, Cali River Rapids reopened at Animal Kingdom. You seem so excited for this. I, very, I really am. We didn't get to ride it last time. Yeah, I, I can't wait to ride it because apparently I don't get wet on water rides. You don't. <laughs> Love you, dear. As I walked around Disney with wet shoes the last time we went. Anyway, um, the new NBA experience is opening at Disney Springs on August the 12th. I'm going to be honest here. I don't really like the NBA. I don't either. But I'm kind of excited to try this out. I am too. I want to see the concept behind it. I really want to see what and it's and all plus about. plus you really like basketball. So. I do love basketball. I don't like the NBA, but I love basketball. And I'm very upset because my team got booted from the Elite Eight today. But what about that game last time we watched? Oh, that game though. <laughs> um, Avengers Endgame will be over three hours long. Take your potty breaks now. Start taking them. <laughs> Time this out. I also did want to mention this too. Um, those new That new artwork that was debuted. For those of you who did not catch on to this. Um, so all the posters. Some of them are in color. Some of them are in black and white. The black and white oh, are the for the ones that have passed away. Yeah. So. Just a little hint hint if you didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Um, donate to Orlando Magic Youth Foundation. Um, if you do that, you can actually win a chance. You can have a chance to win a stay at the Cinderella Suite. Is that the one that I sent to you? No, this is another one. Okay. Um, I forget the company that's doing that one, but there are several companies right now doing donations to have a chance to stay at Cinderella's Castle. Yeah, and I think we'll go ahead and probably shoot those out on Instagram as well. So Yeah, I will let you know of all of the ones offering that right now. Okay, um... Oh, Dua Pomosas are coming to Disney Springs. Kathy's going to have fun. Oh, I'm going to be so drunk on our <laughs> Disney moon. <laughs> sorry, be a blur. sorry if you guys see us there and Kathy's like, I appreciate listening to podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, this is going to break my heart saying this. This is one of my favorite movies, The Princess Bride. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. It's possibly being made into a musical. I don't know why we have to mess with this kind of things. I tell you this stuff all the time, and you always tell me, oh, babe, it's not that big of a deal. It'll be fine. No, no, no. I say that about, like, the remakes. This is being made into a musical. The Princess Bride is a great movie as is. If they wanted to revamp it and make it a new age, like how Dumbo was just remade, that's fine. But making it into a musical, you do not need to add music to that movie. It was great. That's Don't why. get let me get too clap. Oh, oh, oh. You remember those um, orange sippers? 
They're back. They're back at Disney World at Epcot. I can't wait to try an orange twirl. <laughs> so um, if you really like the sippers, please go get them because they're going to sell out again. There was like 42,000 that sold out. That's insanity to me. Yeah. Um, Epcot now has a chocolate hazelnut beignet. <laughs> okay. It's in the France Pavilion, and I'm not going to try to say this place that it's at. It's at a pastry. I can't say it. I can't even say the word. It's in the France Pavilion, people. <laughs> um, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy debuted today at Hollywood Studios. And we know somebody that's already recorded it, so it's probably already on YouTube if you want to watch it. It's on Chip and Co. actually right now. Um, Jesse's Critter Carousel is now open at Disney California Adventure. There were new um, Mickey ears, but not Mickey ears. It was like a Sully headband. It debuted at um, Disney World this week as well. According to Alan Menken, Enchanted 2 is coming. Did you get to see Enchanted? I think I might have missed that one. Yeah, it's with it's like a live action. Yeah, I it's know. with Patrick Dempsey and Amy Adams. It's actually a really good movie. The only movie I really like Amy Adams in is the Muppets movie. Okay, I like her in several. I've got everything that I need. Oh. <laughs> um, Animal Kingdom has this restaurant. It's called Restaurant Taurus. It's in Dino Land. Um, there was a new tiger cupcake debuted there. It's an orange and chocolate tiger striped cupcake with orange cream, cheese, buttercream, and chocolate pearls. And it is $5.99 and can be used as a snack credit. <laughs> um, there's a new nighttime show at Hollywood Studios. And it's debuting on the 30th anniversary of the park, which is May 1st, 20, 2019. My favorite park. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we did have that pool the other day. Yep, I said it was my favorite. Okay, let's go. Oh, my gosh, Dawn. This is the one that you tagged us all in. The S'mores Gourmet Cookie. Oh, she was pulling it apart. It was so <laughs> naughty. <laughs> it's uh, it's called the S'mores Gourmet Cookie in the bakery case at Disney's World, Disney's Disney World's Art of Animation Resort. Um, it she's okay. I got this from Disney Food Blog. AJ, shout out to her again. Um, she says it literally tastes like a cookie cake filled with gooey marshmallow fluff and crumbled cinnamon graham crackers. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's pretty much all she said. Okay. <laughs> it's like a deconstructed s'more. It looks amazing. Um, there that one I want. I see it. That I want. Oh, the Butterfinger yeah, cupcake. Yeah, I want. It's at the Trolley Carb Cafe Bakery case. Um, let's see here. There is a mound of buttercream on top. I want it in my <laughs> mouth. Um, um, the buttercream is actually peanut butter flavored. So it's going to taste like my mom's cake, basically. Kind of looks like that. Um, it looks like there's like an ooey gooey goodness inside of it, too. Like a chocolate goodness. <laughs> there is a new Herbie the Love Bugs 50 anniversary. 50 anniversary. Anniversary cupcake in Disney World. Starting to get delirious. Um, it's at the All Star Movies Resort. Let's see here. That looks like a lot of Geico ads. I know, right? I, I screenshot a lot of this stuff. Okay, so the flavors throughout consist of chocolate and a mega amount of chocolate mousse. The mousse is paired with a dash of powdered sugar, and the cupcake is topped with red and blue fondant stripes. And Herbie's racing number is also displayed on the uh, cupcake Is it like as a well. sugar thing, like kind of like Ralph was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, there's a new Dumbo-themed popcorn caramel apple available at Big Top Treats and Magic Kingdom Storybook Circus. It looks amazing. There's another new mini cupcake in Disney World. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, goodness gracious. Great okay. balls of fire. <laughs> the cupcake is topped with metallic candied crisps, edible glitter, crazy blue and purple buttercream, and a pink and purple white chocolate bow. And on the inside, it has banana. I know you don't like banana. Um, actually, no, no, I'm sorry. They, they thought it was banana. I'm sorry. AJ is very confusing right now. She thought it was banana, but it's actually filled with lemon curd and blueberries. That sounds amazing. I know you don't think that's amazing. It's nope. $5.99, and it's at the Boardwalk Bakery, and it can be used as a snack credit. Okay. Let me go back. Is it time? I think it might be time. Hold on. Let me go back. I, mean, I just want to make sure that it's time. Is it time? No, it's not time. <laughs> the U.S. Army and Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort signed a partnership agreement Friday, which guarantees soldiers job interviews and possible employment after their service in the Army. Well, I so, like that part. Yeah. Kudos to Walt Disney World for that. Is it time? Is it time? No, it's not. Is it time? It's not time. Um... Oh, goodness, going to show much more. Um, <laughs> there is a new Casey Jr. Popcorn Bucket and Dumbo Sipper Cup available. Killing me smalls. <laughs> the Casey Jr. Popcorn Bucket with the strap is $17. Um, and it comes with popcorn at the time of the purchase. The Dumbo Sipper Cup is $18. And it comes with your choice of a frozen beverage. Um, oh, and they connect to each other, so that's kind of cool. What else is there? Oh, the new mac and cheese truck. Um, wait, does it say limited time? No. Okay, it's at Disney Springs, and it's the food truck park on the Springs West Side. These mac and cheese. Yeah, they, they look phenomenal. They just look so amazing. I'm not gonna go into effect. Um, I'm not gonna go into detail with every thing you know that it's offering. But yes, John, it is now time. Yes, <laughs> my favorite part of this week. Okay, so the biggest news coming out of Disney for this week. We want to talk about it? Yes. Okay. Disney is now smoke-free. Let's all get a clap on woo! for that. Woo, yeah, woo, Disney. Woo. Yes. I ain't got to breathe that smoke in no more. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it is going into effect May 1st. You are not allowed to bring any vapes. You are not allowed to smoke in Walt Disney World. I'm anywhere, totally fine with it. Which I am perfectly fine with. Now, I do not believe this does not include Disney Springs. I'm not... I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Do not quote me. It says... I think that would be kind of hard with the bars involved. Okay, here we go. Smoking arrows will no longer be present inside of any of the Walt Disney World or Disneyland theme parks, water parks, ESPN, wor Wide World of Sports Complex, or Downtown Disney in California. So Disney Springs You is can find place. designated smoking sections outside each park entrance and also at Disney Springs in Florida. Okay. Smoking areas will also be designated at all Disney resorts. Next one, beginning May 1st. Um, <laughs> strollers can no longer be larger than 31 inches wide and 52 inches long. Most strollers, including jogging strollers, fit within these size restrictions. Effective May 1st as well, stroller wagons will no longer be permitted. If you don't have a stroller at home, you can rent one on site at the entrance of each theme park. Effective immediately, guests can no longer have loose or dry ice in their coolers and cooler bags. Reuse reusable ice packs are allowed. You can also ask for complimentary cups of ice or water at quick service locations throughout the park, which we did talk about on our free episode. Yep. 
Um, Disney is making these changes in preparation for a big year at the parks. They want all guests to remain safe and healthy while enjoying their vacation. So, with that being said... There, we've talked about them before. Yes. It's called, uh, the show is on 96.1 KISS FM. We want to give them um, a big shout out. A big shout out because I didn't really think they would answer this message when I sent it to them. Yes. So it's Mikey and Big Bob, 96.1 awesome. KISS they, out of Pittsburgh. Oh, they will make you laugh the entire morning. That's what they do with me. <laughs> but I messaged, she out them a message on Friday after I listened to Friday's show where they did a Facebook comment yes. thing. Now, if you don't know what Facebook comments are, if you've ever looked at the area of facebook comments for anything it's the negative most negative place that you can go on the internet yeah so basically i uh went ahead shot him a message said hey we run this disney podcast mikey's actually a big disney nerd he's talked about it before he said you know what here's the clip go ahead use it so here you go folks this is the facebook comments for the no smoking and stroller bands uh, Disney officially announced that they are banning smoking inside their U.S. theme parks. Banning smoking, banning vaping. This also extends to Disney water parks, ESPN Wide World of Sports, uh, at Disney World, Downtown Disney, at Disneyland. Uh, they've also changed their stroller policy. Uh-oh. Strollers larger than 31 inches wide and 52 inches long will not be allowed in the parks anymore. Stroller wagons are also banned. They say the change comes as an effort to help with guest flow and ease congestion. All right. Banning smoking, banning large strollers at uh, at Disney parks. Yep. Then we read the Facebook comments. <laughs> Beware. We are going to a very deep, dark place on the internet. It's time for 96.1 KISS Facebook comments. Facebook comments brought to us by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. These are Facebook comments after Disney announced they're banning smoking, vaping, and large strollers at their parks. Donna M., if only Walt was alive to see how they ruined his dream. Oh, no. I am and always will be a Mouseketeer. However, Uh-oh. whoever's running the show now should be banned. Wait, was that Mouseketeer credentials? <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? By the way, Walt smoked also. Oh, my. Didn't everybody smoke when Walt Disney was alive, right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. even children smoked when Walt Disney was alive. They ruined Disney, period. <laughs> really? Disney's ruined now because... Nobody could smoke. Okay, you mouseketeer, you. If only Walt was alive. <laughs> He's not. He is not. Maria M., I guess I'm never going to a Disney park again now that I can't last a day without a smoke. It's the principle of it because of how much they charge per day. They can have a few smoking sections. Wait, did Marie just tap out? Oh, my. Really? Did we lose? I, Over do, smoke? Do, do we have to send Marie to the to the crossroads? Oh, oh damn! You won't be lonely. You won't be lonely. So you won't be lonely. It's the principle, damn it! You won't be lonely. And I'm gonna miss Disney parks. And I'm gonna miss Disney parks. That's it. Never going to want again. Tapped out. Pamela K. These are Facebook comments after Disney bans. Smoking, vaping, and large strollers. Pam K, as a former smoker. Okay, all right. All right. I now vape. Oh, oh, oh. Smoking oh, credentials oh. are out. Vape credentials oh, are out. Oh, both credentials? Banning smoking is not going to stop people from smoking in the park. Act, 
Actually, it probably yeah, will. Yeah, it's, it's banned. It's just going to make them sneakier where they do it. I know. All right, get ready for this line that, that Pamela Kay dropped on the Disney Facebook page. What does she know? I know. I will be able to vape all day in the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> okay, Pam. Like Spooky vapes. Great. I mean... Haunted Mansion is... I'm going to be riding in the Haunted Mansion. Riding in the car, just vaping away. Blowing ghosts. (laughs) I'm blowing ghosts. You think it's fog in here? Is that ghost? Fog machine's on? Nuh-uh. No. That's Pam vape. It's Pam. Pam's fog machine's on. And she's got all the flavors. Pam the smoky ghost. Mommy, what's this ride? Oh, this is <laughs> this is the haunted Pam Vape Mansion. Hi, I'm Pam. <sighs> All right. Marilyn D, <laughs> our rights are slowly being taken away from our country that's supposed to be free. Hey, no. Just get the hell out of this country Maryland's then, Marilyn. Disney rights like, are taken away. You can't vape at Disney and you think this is some sort of human rights injustice. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> They should also ban drinking. Kids should not be around alcohol either. They won't be touching my jewel. I will scream assault and press charges. Oh, I good, hope so. Good God. I hope so. Yes, really. I hope it makes the news. I hope somebody tries to take your Disney jeweling away. My jewel assault. And you just start yelling that you're being assaulted. Good God. They should find that lady and just ban her from everything Disney right now. <laughs> Either that or put her in a car next to Pamela Kay in the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) Blowing smoky Disney ghosts. (laughs) Heather B. here. Thank God. Last time we were in the park waiting for It's a Small World, there was a man with a vape pipe that looked like a flute, and he was doing tricks with another guy blowing rings at each other. It was gross. (laughs) It's a small world after all. Blowing vape rings. Two dudes. All right, we'll end here. These are Disney Facebook comments after they ban large strollers, smoking, and uh, and vaping. Brandy W., you can't smoke, but you can catch a buzz from drinking. Okay. I dare you to take my vape from me, Disney. Whoa. Watch out. Whoa. Listen, a badass. Don't dare Disney to take your vape away. Actually, you know what they're going to do? They're, they're going to make Goofy the vape police now. <laughs> All this, as soon as you light up a vape at Disney, Goofy is going to come running full blast. <laughs> Boom. And just, just spear pat, you. Just, yeah, spear people. <laughs> that vape. That's it. Goofy's playing no games anymore. I dare you, Goofy. They turned Goofy into an assassin. Goofy the vape police. You want to you go ahead and blow clouds? All of a sudden, <laughs> Goofy smells it, points you out, and then gives you like a throat slit, and then just runs and spears you. What the hell? What's wrong with people? We hope you enjoyed that, folks, as much as we did because (laughs) he heard that and we just had to put it in our segment. So, again, thank you so much to Mike and Bob for letting us put that in our podcast. We appreciate you. And we just thought it was a nice little, you know, fun. Thanks, guys. We really do appreciate it. We love your show. And uh, 
if you ever get a chance to, if you're ever in the Pittsburgh area, the week after Thanksgiving, this is one of my favorite things that they do. They do, it's called Stuff a Bus. They give all the toys to the Marines Toys for Tots. They stuff so many buses. I think I think it was 63? Something like something that. Like Ridiculous. That yeah. And if you're ever in the Pittsburgh area, look them up. They, they're great guys. They're great guys. We've met them before. Yeah. Well, actually, um, I'll post the picture of us with Mikey and Bob just to give them another shout out on our um, Instagram page as well as our Facebook page. Um, but we're going to end it there tonight. Um, we'll start part two tomorrow. Yeah, part two will be the rest of our favorite Disney Channel original. So we look forward to for you guys listening to us tomorrow. And uh, again, our Facebook, which is our huge thing right now. You know, we have a lot of people joining the group and starting conversations. Hey, you're more than welcome to go ahead and post on it as well if you're nervous, you know. Yeah, whatever. don't, don't, don't worry be about nervous. it. We've got great people in the group. So yeah. it's uh, if you just search on Facebook, started with a mouse podcast, you're able to join. It's a public group. Again, if you cannot join, let us know. We will be more than happy to add you. Um, Instagram started with a mouse underscore podcast. And Gmail is started with a mouse podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. Uh, you have a great week, and uh, we hope to bring a little bit of Disney magic into your everyday lives. Tell me, do you